This is Winging It. It is the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other has no fucking clue. Guess who that is. Not me. <laughs> Not it. It happens in between both proper... Did I say both? Fuck. Yeah. It happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes right around there with us every week. So before we get started, we ask the same question every week of you, David. Are you excited? I am excited, yes. Pins and needles? Uh-huh. Dying? Ready to, ready to take flight and uh, box its shadows and swing at nothing and do the whole uh, Don Quixote thing because tilt at windmills because I have no idea what's coming and I'm certainly not prepared for it. It's going to be wonky. Certainly wonky. Certainly wonky. Perfect. Well, the moment you've been waiting for. This time we're going to be talking about really weird and curious tales from the music industry history archives. Oh my goodness. There is no shortage of such stories. No, there's some really weird shit out there. Um, and I just grabbed a few, not a bunch, because as we know, Wing, it isn't a terribly long show typically, unless I start fucking talking and don't stop, which can happen and it has been known to happen. But I'm going to get started with one of your faves. This is one about Debbie Harry. Oh, really? She was almost abducted by Ted Bundy. Really? By Ted Bundy? I did not know that. Are you ready for the story? Yeah. Despite the story causing a lot of buzz back in the 1970s and many people falling for it, it appears it was just another trick to boost Blondie's album sales. Remember I said that they were wonky, weird tales, but not necessarily true. Mm. Debbie claimed she had accepted a lift in New York from a mysterious man who attempted to abduct her and whom she later realized was the infamous serial killer Ted Bundy. However, at the time, Bundy was living thousands of miles away in Utah. And according to his biography, he had never, ever visited New York. Oh, no? Where did so, he do all his killing? I don't remember. Uh, you know, I never heard that story. And, of course, I've been around uh, longer than you since you're a young thing and tender. I've been around, <laughs> <laughs> I've been around quite a while, and uh, I don't remember hearing that story, actually. Yeah, so some weird even, tales. Even, even a hoax like that, even a fake story like that, you'd figure everybody would have heard it. You know? You'd imagine. I'd never heard I it never either. Heard it, no, and I no. love Blondie, so very And it's weird, weird because I know a, a very close personal friend of mine, female, uh, was friends with a serial killer and uh you know, and just uh he never killed her he killed a damn near everybody else but not her she was the exception yeah she was the exception there's a bunch of hippies hanging out they crash in the same pad at the same times and everything he wow. and he just never harmed her so it's very strange to hear thank god well thank god it never happened to deborah harry either with that fake ass story yeah crazy. that's pretty that's pretty sick and morbid it's actually you know that, that is that, that is up. a nasty story you know so you know i mean a little weird nobody lo- would do that today looking at her a little sideways yeah. right now like hmm, yeah. why but i guess it worked right yeah. interesting well here's another one charles manson auditioned to be a member of the monkeys that i did not know everybody knows he was a songwriter but i did not know he auditioned for the monkeys, no. Well, on the reason what? you Drums? didn't know no. is because it's a myth. Oh, and it's been going around. <laughs> what did he allegedly audition for? What position? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a myth that's been going around for decades, actually. That he was among the young folks who auditioned. Are these to be all a myths, by the yes, way? Yes, correct. Oh, okay. Sorry. Mm, well, maybe I don't know. Ah, I, uh, okay, I might be okay. throwing some in there. So it's said that he auditioned to be a member of the monkeys, even though this is not exactly an impossible scenario. As you mentioned, more than 437 people tried out, and Manson was, as you said, writing music at the time, including a song that was later released by 
Guns N' Roses? Beach Boys. Oh, the, the Beach Boys, yeah. I know people have recorded Manson songs. Yes. In fact, a band that we know personally and the band that we saw live the last time we went out together yes. to a concert recorded a song that I think uh, the lyrics were by Manson or something like that. Something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not a myth. Something yeah, like that yeah. is real. So the only problem with this story, of course, there's a lot of stuff that rings true, is that Manson was actually in prison in 1965 when those auditions were happening. So it yeah, can't I don't, be I don't real. think they would let the band come in and have him audition in the prison. Probably not. I mean, not. enlightened penology and all, I, w- I worked in a pretty progressive prison system and they wouldn't have gone for that shit. <laughs> probably not, right? Yeah. Would they have allowed Johnny Cash to come in and play, though? Uh, yeah, that they probably would have done, except for those rabble-rousing, hate the hate the warden and hate the guards and it's so unfair songs that he did. But yeah, they probably <laughs> would have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. All right, what about the My Way karaoke killings? Have you heard about this one? No, not a hint. Are you ready? The My Way killings are a social phenomenon in the Philippines, referring to a number of fatal disputes that arose due to the singing of the song My Way. Popularized, obviously, by Frank Sinatra. In karaoke bars, this kept happening. According to the local authorities, at least 12 people died between 2002 and 2012 while singing that song. While singing the song, okay. While singing that song at karaoke. So somebody... In the Philippines. And I'm assuming they didn't just die by some mysterious spiritual force. They died because somebody killed them? Even though opinions differ over whether the connection is sheer coincidence... What is this, a game of Clue or something? Since the song is frequently... <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. And I will list the weapons for you yeah. later. Colonel uh, Mustard did it with a candlestick, Okay. <laughs> That's actually incorrect. You Sing, lose. Singing my way you into the parlor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> into a candlestick. Yes. <laughs> um, so the connection is sheer coincidence, some say, since the song is frequently sung in the nation's karaoke bars where violence is common, or to the aggressive lyrics, the fact that the song has become the most deadly in music history over the past decade. Wow. So that's, that's pretty a, fucking crazy. That's quite a distinction there. I'm sure Paul Anka is really proud of that one. <laughs> Damn, you know, it's also it's one of the most covered songs, of course. It is know. absolutely well, and I will say as I mean, everybody's done it from Elvis to Sid Vicious. I mean, but uh, yeah, the the most killing killingest song. I mean, uh, the deadliest song. Wow. Well, as a former karaoke host for a couple of years, <laughs> oh, oh yes, I will say Wasting that shit away again. was Sorry. a lot. It came up a lot. People oh, yeah. sang it a lot, multiple times a night, and no one ever died on my watch. Not as not as bad as if they did Margaritaville, they might have died on your watch because of me by your hand, yeah. yeah. Because by, I by your very hand, I would have yeah. beat them with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Shut but, up. So you Take can tolerate my hat. way more. At least Margaritaville is <laughs> no. well, actually it isn't that much faster. Yeah, is it's, it? it's horrid. It's, it's no, it's slow, horrid yeah. and it's it's awful. And, and as I said before, shit. With every verse, it changes. You know, the chorus changes, so you know you've still got a lot of suffering left. Yes. By the time the second verse is over. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. totally right. Okay, so that one was true at least. Yeah, I mean, okay. people, it, whether it was coincidence or not, we don't know, but a lot of people It's like the Bermuda died. Triangle, basically. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in yeah. 10 years, that many people dying is pretty creepy during singing that song. Yeah. I probably would just be like, no one can sing my way anymore. You yeah, know? why are they still playing it? That's what know? I'm saying. And why is anybody still signing on for it? I would know? not. I'd be like, no. didn't people die singing this? I'll Fuck pick that. another song, yeah. okay? <laughs> Fuck that. I'll I'm do not the doing Impossible it. Dream or some shit. <laughs> some you know? shit, right? I got to do that one sometime. Do another Paul Anka, anything. Yeah. 
Except All for right. uh, you're having my baby. That would be kind of cringy. Okay, cringeworthy yeah, maybe. Cringe, cringe, cringe. Okay. That's still one of the weirdest fucking songs I've ever heard. I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh, Are yeah. You, really? <laughs> yeah. Of all the fucking things. I yeah. mean, sex, violence, love, hate, yeah. you know, and, and that. We don't need to hear baby? about seeds inside you growing I don't, in a I, song. Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'll pass I'm kinda, on that. It's, it feels like fourth we know grade what's health class yeah, we or don't, some we shit. We know. You don't have to, you know, have to make it clinical. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to have to like a video that's like a diagram of the whole thing? Yeah, I'm out. I'm kind of out. not going to do clinical about it. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. What's Absolutely. next? Absolutely. Well, the best new artist Grammy curse. Oh, oh, this is like, oh yeah, this is like the Oscar curse where you never get work again or anything like that. Right. Or there is curse, and there, no, there's something again, like that. No, whether the Oscar or not, it is coincidence. We don't know. Is winning the best new artist Grammy really a curse? Well, it is true that whoever has won this award saw their careers go down in flames afterwards. Is that true? Well, it might as well be true. For artists such as Millie Vanilli, Men at Work, Amy Winehouse, and Jody Watley, it makes you wonder how accurate the belief is when you find out the other winners include Mariah Carey, Sheryl Crow, Christina Aguilera, Adele, and last but not least, the biggest selling music act of all time, The Beatles. Yeah, yeah, the the curse didn't work. It didn't take on them. You know? <laughs> it <laughs> so didn't work. Not, a, not much of a, it doesn't deserve to be called a curse if it fails that many times. I think know? so, too. Well, and Millie Vanilli, can we actually call yeah, that a curse? I mean, That's called a scam? They kind of did it to themselves <laughs> yeah, on that I mean, one, you know? Come on. They kind of cursed themselves. Girl, you yeah. know it's true. You know I mean, it's true. Come on. Yeah, I mean, and you can't blame it on the rain, you, you know? You can't blame it on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did oh, not. Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> Oh shit! We fucking bam, did. bam, <laughs> double barrel for million for the nose. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. That's a that's a great band though too. Um, it's so easy. It's a great band. It's so easy to oh. fall in love. Oh, that's been done by everybody. Well, but Linda, buddy, Linda. Yep. Mm. And it's a ways by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. I'm kind of not into that at all. Yeah. I, I like that one. Uh, they have not aged well with me. But I do like that one a lot. I like a lot of their stuff, but sometimes I hear Axl Rose's voice and I just want to hide. That was actually kind head. of a, a really good job in impersonating him. Hi, hi, hi. It's easy. Yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's so easy. Yeah, but you got to do the <laughs> yeah. you do But the I mean, swing. no, Axl can do shit that I couldn't dream of doing. Of like, course. I mean, saying a lot of his songs, he faked it well with ACDC. Damn if he didn't, too. Got to yeah. give him credit for that. I don't. Well, you wouldn't give even ACDC's real people credit. True that. True that. Yeah, okay. exactly. Courtney Love murdered Kurt Cobain. Of course she did. Everybody knows that. To this day, many hardcore Nirvana fans believe Kurt never killed himself. Instead, they believe Courtney Love hired a hitman to kill him. After these claims, many conspiracy theories popped up stating Courtney had indeed had Kurt murdered in order to inherit his millions. Did Courtney inherit his millions? She probably did, but... Oh, I didn't uh, see. I mean, they're married. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like it was just a girlfriend. They were married and yeah, they had kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Despite there being no forensic or even circumstantial evidence to support this assertion, many people still support this theory with a passion. Because, now let's talk about for a second why. Because it's hard for people to believe that somebody that good looking, because Kurt Cobain was very attractive, that talented, and that successful would kill himself. I'm sorry, we've seen it happen a million times. Chris Cornell. I mean, we've seen it happen a million times. It was probably, you know, drug-induced. It was probably, you know, also depression. There's a million reasons why. And I'm sorry, he left a note. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, there are people, there are only a few people that it would surprise me if they killed themselves. Like, like no way. But it, yeah. He's not one of them. You know. No. I, I'm, that really, that fits. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. 
And she's uh, crazy. Don't get me wrong. I love her, but she's crazy. I think she really did love him in her way, and I think he loved her in his father way. Father of her child I mean, and all yeah. that. You know, it's a pretty fucked up relationship. Yeah. I mean, if you watch like kind of there's all these documentaries about them and stuff it's a pretty see, fucked up relationship but who who am i i mean maybe it was perfect relationship for them. you know it's funny and this is a band that i actually uh revere and but i i'm so tuned out to gossip and personal stuff like that that i didn't even know that i didn't i mean i've heard you're uh, so above all i've the heard gossip. contempt look at you you're so I've, above it no i'm not above it all well okay maybe i am <laughs> oh my God. i have i've heard contempt heaped upon Courtney Love by Nirvana fans and yeah. Kurt Cobain fans but I have not heard that particular theory because again I kind of eschew the uh, the whole gossip and you know, thing. I've you know I've also heard a lot of people heap hate upon Foo Fighters uh, that were Nirvana fans and that sucks ass. Yeah I swear I'll go, I will try them again. I'll yeah. give them a chance. Once they open their traps it's they're, over. You know? No they're very very talented. All right. You gotta get I'll give that. them a shot. Give them another shot. Give Come on shot. you can do it David. Alright so from Foo Fighters to Frank Zappa so Frank Zappa used to eat poop live on stage. Okay, that one I've heard. Yeah, that's an old you? 70s myth. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Well, there were rumors, again, as you know, that the legendary musician was once challenged on stage to a gross-out contest. By Alice Cooper, I believe, or no? Was it somebody? Uh, I don't know that part. It does yeah. not say here. Zappa, however, explained that what really happened that night... Um, was that he never took a shit on stage, and the closest he ever came to eating shit anywhere was at a Holiday Inn buffet. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) I've heard that story so many times. I have never heard it. I was laughing so hard. The ones that I've heard that are not included in here are like, oh, Ozzy Osbourne always, you know, bites the head off of live bats, blah, blah, blah. Well, the fact that he ever did it once, I thought that was a myth, and it turns out it's not. He did it once. He did it once. Totally shit-faced, but he did it. doesn't matter if he's shit-faced or not. Not on, not on stage in a meeting with record executives. Right, exactly. Well, that'll make an impression. Yeah, I mean, oh, we got to sign this guy now. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. And, and just the thing is, is I don't know that I would be able to live with my mouth. I would have to just cut my mouth out of my face. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just yeah, it's don't. just like, how do you, no, how more, do you move? no more no more kisses yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, how do you move forward from that? Yeah. There's no coming back from that, no. you know? I mean, that would be like worse than what Frank Zappa allegedly did. <laughs> Pretty much. I'd rather somebody take a shit than yeah. bite the head off a live bat, so... The Beatles got high in Buckingham Palace. I've heard that one. I don't Truth know if it's or true. A myth. Yeah. There was a myth spread in the rock community back in the 1960s that the Beatles smoked a joint together in Buckingham Palace before accepting their MBEs. However, the truth appears to be a little bit different. It was Lennon who came up with the story. See these fuckers? Oh, wow. But the band later confessed it wasn't true as they'd been far too scared and shy to do such a thing. So again, there's another instance of where somebody said something that was complete bullshit to bolster their band yeah i mean i there are people i can see maybe doing that but not those guys i mean even even lennon even lennon they're the polite guys they really are I right mean, to, you know for the most part and i'm just gonna say as somebody who's been around people who've smoked pot since i was in high school you know someone's smoking pot you can smell it doesn't matter what kind it is you smell it even with this new like foo-foo oh it smells like <laughs> vanilla or some shit you still know it's vanilla pot okay yeah. oh yeah they walk by and it wafts <laughs> you know, you're like there's oh, a wafting that goes on how often do i say that i'm like oh someone's smoking pot oh someone's smoking pot <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see this all the time works oh you smoked a joint on the way to work did yeah, you okay oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell there's yeah. a little cloud yeah. <laughs> under your car yeah. so um but a yeah okay so, you know exa- yes yeah, so okay I just can't imagine that they would do that. I mean, it's just, I guess if you were some sort of, I guess, 
rebel from America, you'd you have might to, go well, do you, that. You'd have to be like punks. That would be like some sex right. pistol That's shit. Some you sex know? pistol shit straight up. <laughs> exactly. So here's another one that everybody has heard, and I actually believed it at first. Jack White and Meg White are siblings. Oh, yeah, of course. They yeah. totally looked like it. I totally bought it. I mean, that, that even finds a reference in... Uh, Comic, comic dog, yeah. Your insult, comic dog, you know. And I'm uh, like, you yeah. should fire your sister. I mean, yeah. that's what I said first. Remember, I, she's yeah. just, I, I can't stand her as a drummer, so I'm like, you should fire your sister. Oh, come to find that out. Was, it ends up she's his wife, but X now. Right. right, crazy though. So Jack and Meg White, better known as White Stripes, decided to lie about their relationship because they didn't think critics or fans would take them seriously if they knew the truth. Hmm. Hmm. The truth being that instead of brother-sister, they claimed that they were, Jack and Meg were actually a husband and wife duo. The marriage was many albums ago, many albums ago, and obviously didn't last. See, it's another thing, though, too. There's a lot of people who say, don't say you're in a relationship if you're you know, in a band. Don't say that you're a husband and wife, you're in a band, because there's this whole fantasy element right oh i can have him i can have her you know like oh at you know they're looking at me they're singing to me they're playing to me the song's about me there's that whole like it's like going to a strip club and thinking that the strippers like you oh and they think you're hot and they're into you you know because they're paid to do that right they're paid to do that but all the guys are like no dude she was into me i'm like dude she's making fun of you later yeah because you gave her five hundred dollars so. well, and it, it doesn't seem like the white stripes would be that kind of band this is no. not the kind on tiger beat magazine you know <laughs> win a dream date with jack you know <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not gonna do what that. meg likes in a guy you know yeah, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> you know you're not, it's not that kind of band you know it's not even if they were brother and sister and why would anybody think why would you think that would be somehow unpalatable to the public when there are any number of examples of sibling bands and spouse bands yeah. that worked out just fine i don't know maybe well, i'm wrong I, it's that whole fantasy thing, though, that I just said. It's believing that the stripper thinks you're hot. It's believing you could actually get that person. I heard that whole thing about Bruce Springsteen before he got together with uh, the lady in his band. And I apologize, can't remember her Patty name. Patty something. Yeah. yeah, Patty something. People were like, oh, my God. And then when they got together, they were like, why is he with her? Blah, blah, blah. Because that fantasy was ruined for them. <laughs> the, the fact that people think those things, it's its really sad. It I mean, I, I remember Howard Stern once said on the radio, he was talking about, you know, there's a website about, you know, I hate, uh, what's her name? Uh, who is uh no, no, from oh. uh, Beverly Hills, 90210. Oh, Brenda. Brenda Walsh, or what's her name? Um, uh, Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty paid her, but who was the character? I don't know. Was I hate Brenda Walsh. Brenda, yeah. I hate Brenda. Was, and I remember Howard Stern saying, you know, people have too much time on their hands. To hate a character in a TV show? <laughs> we I need mean, a famine or something like that. <laughs> or a pandemic. <laughs> you know, I mean, people, he got his wish. people go around scrambling around looking for food. They won't have time for such <laughs> food. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking Howard Stern. That's Howard Stern. There yeah. he is. Yeah. Holy shit. And some kind soul in the music scene once said, you know, you have, to me, he said, mm. said you know, you have kind of like a Howard Stern thing going. I'm thinking like, but I would never say something like that. That's just awesome. That's a whole other level. I would love to say, think I mean, of that one. Yeah. yeah I mean, I we would love a famine. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday, hopefully. And that'll, anyway, that'll set things straight. Yeah, I mean, when I come up with something that uh, outrageous, you know, then we'll, yeah, well, we'll we'll laugh. I'll have arrived. And, and we'll, oh yeah, arrived, oh you yeah. will have arrived. Yeah. Sure. The last one, the very last one on our list is that Keith Richards' blood has been replaced. Have you? You heard know, this I, ha- I have heard that. I have heard that. Well, there have been rumors, as I mentioned, that the legendary Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones managed to overcome his drug addiction by having his toxic veins pumped clean and replaced with freshly, freshly, I guess, 
uh, extracted blood. Although there appears to be some truth to this in that Richards underwent a medical procedure to filter his blood of impurities. Oh. He admitted that the idea of a complete blood replacement was a joke at the expense of gullible journalists. Oh, so they just kind of stretched the truth to give yes. him something to write. Let's give him something to talk about. That's you right. Because you got all these papers and magazines just, like I said, I grew up reading Cream and Circus, lapping this shit up. I mean, uh, I mean, not interested in it, but it was right there. Right, I mean, of course. It's just like, okay, yeah, this happened, that happened. There's all these uh, revolting stories about life on the road and crazy rumors like that. Um, I did hear... That one, though. I uh, and What I got to wonder is, would that even work? I mean, taking your blood out isn't uh, the whole, uh, well, I mean, wouldn't that be, like, bad for you if you were trying to wean yourself off an addiction to suddenly shock your system and take all the dope out? <laughs> I guess it, <laughs> you know? I, mean, I mean, I guess it's, it, it seems Isn't it psychological? Bad, I wonder if that would work. You know? it. That sounds like something out of a B movie. You but know? he said they, he did have some blood replaced to remove impurities, so he did. There's a partial truth to yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't, oh, not yeah. His, oh, I could totally believe blood. that. Yeah. I could believe that. I just don't think it would help I don't the addiction it, part of it because it's psychological. Call well, me crazy. The other thing, too, is if you replaced all your blood, I don't think that would actually work out if you if you think about it, if you did then wouldn't dialysis patients just stay there all day repli- you know a couple days and just replace all their blood i wonder <laughs> if anybody would because if you lose a certain amount you die yeah so you couldn't replace it all like after you lost it all if you were completely exsanguinated that wouldn't work <laughs> so if you just were like you know with a like a little check valve with blood going out and blood right? coming in the other way and stuff would that even work i don't know Seems like the body medical professionals like, write in let us know would you that know, even I work i mean really i've heard about rejections that sounds like something it's just like i don't care if it's the right type or not you, you know right. it, it ain't none of this dude's blood at all so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It sounds again. Exactly. It sounds like a B movie where you know they give him the blood of X Y Z person and he starts to act like them. I mean, that's like you know, <laughs> one third of the movies made in the nineteen fifties. Right, know? so true. Wow, I got this hand from this other guy, and now I go around strangling people because <laughs> <laughs> it's the strangler's <laughs> the hand. Strangler's hand, you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm going to throw out a couple more. Just, just I'm not going to tell the whole story, but just throw out some other ones that you may or may not know about. <laughs> what the fuck? Nothing. Go ahead. It's just like we're, we start talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we start talking about Keith Richards and end up talking about hand strangling people. <laughs> I mean that—that's what we do. That's what we do. That's where yes, it is. please go ahead. So another rumor: Michael Jackson owned the remains of the Elephant Man. We know that one. Um, and oh, that's El- not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he might have actually. I thought that one was true. Oh my god! It was proven false. Wow. Yeah. No. Somebody must have outbid him. <laughs> <laughs> was it you? <laughs> I tried, you know. He lost me. <laughs> Elvis was undercover for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency. That was one. Oh. And it reminds be- me of a very, very tasteless song I once heard called Elvis Was a Narc, mm. uh, which ties into that. Ties you know? in perfectly. Elvis Was a Narc in Rhinestones After Dark. He did his best to keep Memphis drug free. He knew every pill he'd eat would be one less on the street. <laughs> Elvis took them all for you and me. That's an actual song. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was like in the year 2000, oh, but it's still too soon. <laughs> still too soon. Come on. Way too soon. Okay. <laughs> and no, by the way, um, he just had an honorary DEA badge. It wasn't real. Oh, yeah. It's like being an honorary doctorate. There are exactly. a lot of people who have honorary doctorates. Right. They're not actually Frank Sinatra, doctors. you know. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to call him Dr. Frank. It was yeah, Dr. Frank. Do- Alice Cooper's got one, too. I don't think he ever calls him Dr. Alice. Oh, but one thing uh, that I think is not a rumor about Elvis is that he was a black belt in karate, right? I have no idea. I think that part's true. And he might have have stopped and got out of his limo and jacked somebody up and saved somebody or something like that at some point. I think that did happen. Well, have you 
come back to the audience and let them know whether that's true or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, okay. I'm, wait a minute, but I have a strict policy about no research for the show. <laughs> You're going to have to put that aside. <laughs> been a whole year hey, now. You brought it up. Why start now? You, you know? brought it up. Okay. You're going to have to do it. All right. The we have yet, Eminem yeah. is dead. Did you know that? No, no. I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, that that no. can't be that long ago. They said that When he, did they say that? He died in 2005 in a car crash. That's what they said. Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, that. Yeah. And now the new Eminem is a clone. Oh, oh that's a good one. Yeah, that's and, a real novel. Because yeah. he looks a lot like him, and he sure sounds a lot like him. <laughs> I mean, he's a hell of a clone, you know. Some fans believe the original Eminem was a decent, talented guy, while the new dude is just a, is a member of the Illuminati. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there's that. Oh, and I, th- I thought so, you were going to say he suddenly got too good at rapping to be human, so he must be a no, machine. <laughs> Illuminati. And so is Paul McCartney, of course. We know that he's a clone, and he was he died oh, a long time ago. Didn't hear that. Uh, Believe it or not, I didn't hear that. I heard he was dead, but yeah, not, not the, the cloning part. Dead. Yeah, there's the Paul dead. So, um, yeah, I don't know if there's a cloning aspect to it, but he was secretly replaced by a look-alike, not a clone. So wow. different Eminem clone, Sir Paul, a look-alike. Gee. So, uh, they yeah. must have found some guy in an Eminem tribute act and just said, okay, we need you to be the real Shady. The real Slim Shady. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So he kind of winks and he says, I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real Shady. And nudge, nudge, wink, other wink. other Slim Shadies are just imitating. imitating. Like I used to do. <laughs> or like I'm still doing. <laughs> Roy Orbison was blind. Have you heard of that? Well, he certainly kind of looked it. Well, but the uh, oversized shades were his gimmick. Well, his has generally like oblivious uh, demeanor. I mean, he kind of looked. <laughs> No. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, I'm catching up with Howard Stern, maybe. What the fuck? <laughs> I just, Don't disparage Orbison. No, no. I, hell no. Roy Orbison. I not quit like, the show right not now. Not a traveling Wilbury, not Roy Orbison. No way. Roy. Uh, no, but he uh, he does appear. There are, are He's like kind of like the, the Lou Reed of the 50s and 60s. Of course, he went on many, many years after that. Uh, he was uh, he was great though. Yes. Uh, no, I had not heard that uh, element. Uh, I think mostly we know who's blind and who isn't in the entertainment business. Yeah, I, I think we do. Yeah. I, I think Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder, we're the fact we're that he didn't clear. need to be led to the stage all the time. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, that was some no anomaly. Cane, yeah. No dog. You know, no, you're right. There was no cane or <laughs> no, any no dog. No cane, no dog. You know, <laughs> so that uh, he know. had the Google Glass ahead of time is what happened, so he could you know it helped him. Oh wow! Yeah, no, yeah. that's just, a rumor just like, too. <laughs> just like Dick Tracy had the first iPhone. That's uh, right. I, uh, uh, I the Apple Watch. That's yeah, he right. Had the Apple Watch. Yeah. So did no Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dick Tracy was first, man. Come Dick Tracy on. goes back to the fifties with that two-way wrist TV. He well, had it was the, the uh, first, he, but see, the thing is, is Inspector Gadget actually was a prototype for what became the Apple Watch. Oh, oh, well, Inspector Gadget is badass. You know? <laughs> Inspector Gadget. I mean, Matthew do, 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 Broderick, do, do, man. Inspector you know, do you see that one? Do, 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 do. Matthew Broderick, Ooh. Inspector Gadget. No. <gasps> I'm talking about the fucking cartoon, the no, classic motherfucking cartoon. No, I'm talking about the live-action movie. No, it's I, better than you I would think. I don't do live-action movies. Not even with Matthew Broderick? No. You like him as a total douchebag Ferris Bueller, and you don't want to watch Inspector Gadget? You like Gadget. him, too. You've watched that movie All right, it's a good times. movie, Come but on. he's a douche. He's I'm awesome. I'm glad somebody else said so. He's you an found awesome an article. Douche. He's an awesome douche. Well, yeah. He was a cute douche. He's an entertaining douche. <laughs> what douche isn't? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, at least they're entertaining. It's the silver lining of douchiness is <laughs> being entertaining. If you're douchey and entertaining, you'll get a pass, sort of. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac's guitarist curse. Have you heard of this one? Um, 
No, what happens well, to them? Well, following Peter Green's departure, Jeremy Spencer went AWOL in L.A. in 1971 as eventually found among the Children of God cult. Another guitarist, Danny Kerwin, was fired in 1972 after a drink-fueled episode. What about Bob Welch, though? And then... Wait a minute. Don't sorry, you're sorry. messing with my whole story. <laughs> I'm trying to prove that I know something. You know? <laughs> the curse struck again. Mick Fleetwood's wife, Mick Fleetwood's wife, Jenny Boyd, had an affair with the guitarist Bob Weston. He was also fired in 1973. Mick and Jenny would divorce, remarry, and divorce again. Fleetwood was fired? Oh, no, the guitarist was fired. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah. I mean, maybe it didn't happen to every fucking wow, guitarist. That's a okay. lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a lot, that's a lot closer to being a curse than the uh, than the uh, the uh, Grammy winner, yeah. best new artist. Yeah, I agree. It's much more has more much more curse cred. I agree. <laughs> I agree. If Millie Vanilli is part of the quote unquote curse, I think it's kind of debunked right there. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. Yeah. And then finally, the cursed Twenty Seven Club. Remember oh, we well. talk about that Which, all the time. Uh, yeah, and Ham. Um, why do I keep wanting to say Ken Ham? It's not Ken Ham. Uh, what's Ham's name? Pete Ham. <laughs> Pete Ham. Pete Ham from yes. Badfinger, yeah. Uh, and all those guys. The Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Brian Jones, Kurt Cobain, the 27 Club, Amy, and then, of Amy course, Winehouse. Amy Winehouse yeah. now. Absolutely. So, again, it's it's a superstition. Of course, it's a horrible, awful coincidence. Gone too soon, gone too young, but That's why, still. That's why Courtney killed him, because he's 27, now's the time. You know? I mean, well, yeah, she's got to get in. She's like, I want him to be part of the club. And he's like, me that too. That will distract everybody from how he actually died. No, yeah. I don't believe for a second she actually killed think, him no absolutely not yeah. and it's just it's all horribly tragic we're not trying to make light of suicide we're just oh, trying to make light or, of or no no of anything but um yeah so those are some popular myths some rumors some have some truth some are partial truth some have no truth some were made up to just cause a stir or bring attention to oneself which is very interesting but those are some not all there's many many more out there but i just brought a few to our uh, our little winging it show here so yeah very interesting very weird the rock world is very very wacky there's plenty of wacky truths i don't know why you need to make shit up it's but, also you know, rife with urban legends <laughs> absolutely you know? yeah so yeah. here are a few more uh, most of them debunked so uh don't worry do not adjust your sets. We're not making shit up. Other people made it up and we're just talking don't about it. Don't go burning any of your albums or anything. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah. but uh, don't blame us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't come back and say, you made me burn my... No, not us. All right. Well, that brings winging it to a conclusion. So now that we have concluded winging it, well, I don't think we can actually end winging it without you saying something. Do you remember what that is? That thing that I say? That, that one thing at the end? That signifies the end of winging it? Yes. Not, let's fly this coop. This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio.